I get all sorts of variations. Sure. Rahil? Rahil. But my, so my name's I actually... I went too Middle Eastern with it. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is like I have like my ethnic name, like Raba, like you're supposed to yeah. kind of like glottal stop it, but you're not getting Americans to say that. So it's just yeah, like no. R-A-W-B-U-H is kind of Raba to get people. Yeah. But yeah, that's right. What is your ethnicity? Uh, dad's Algerian and mom's Mexican. It's a super weird mix. Oh, interesting. I would not have guessed yeah. Mexican. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but my uh, my name's Arabic. It, it gotcha. means winner or champion. Hell Arabic. yeah, dude! Yeah, Fuck yeah. Let's go. Send it. Three, two, one. All right, folks. We we had to dig into the budget here to book such an incredible <laughs> guest, but this guy is one of just the absolute killers in the space. I've been following him for an incredibly long time. Um, just a wicked smart dude. Just running just incredible acquisition strategies for. Uh, beautiful original grain let's go they make an, incredible watches um ri- some of the stuff that you guys are putting out now is almost like proper premium like the because you guys have a spectrum of watches where you're in the kind of like a couple hundreds but now some of these other ones are like oh man it's it's incredible um but nate legos like the toy got it got it got it um from original grain thank you for coming on the show man yeah like i said you're one of my one of my favorites and i think you understand acquisition in a way that a lot of people don't so i'm um, excited to, to jump in but welcome to the show nate dude thank you so much for having me i was pumped when, when you uh shot me that text uh so yeah good to to be here yeah amazing um yeah so tell me a little bit about your origin story how did you get into kind of paid acquisition uh yeah just, just we'll, let's start there yeah so i uh i went to college to major in marketing Mm-hmm. Um, first marketing class was great. Learned the fundamentals, and I was like, yep. "This is the shit I'm passionate about. I love it." Second marketing class, and third and fourth and fifth and sixth, realized that school was not going to teach me what I needed to know to succeed in this industry. Um, so I quickly started working for uh, a startup in Greenville, Anchor Bat Company, the baseball bat Let's go. company here. Uh, that was my freshman year, and uh, did free work for them for a long time running yep. uh paid and organic social uh just googling and youtubing things when i didn't know how to do them yep. um so it really just kind of got my hands in it as quick as i could uh post-college did the freelance thing for a while mm-hmm. uh eventually became cmo for one of my clients dugout mugs yep. um we blew up quick we were uh part of a lot of brands that blew up from you know 2018 to 2020 Yep. Uh, hit Inc. 500 a couple times. Let's go. Partnership with Major League Baseball. Um, it was awesome. And then uh, two years ago now, uh, left there and uh, decided to start heading up marketing for a regional grain watch company. Oh, amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Well, you left out your uh, illustrious uh, baseball career. Yeah. Played a little ball in college. Yeah. yeah. Got yeah, the yeah. jerseys up so people. Yeah. Pitcher, Remember, if I'm not mistaken, it. right? You used Pitcher, to throw the heat. Lowest ERA in NCAA Division II history. You can look it up. Really? Zero. How many uh, pitches did you have? Two. Fastball. And That's slider. it. That was it. That's it. That's it. Either either the heater or the thing that just falls off the ledge, huh? Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Oh, I love that. I love that. How was uh, how was your slugging? Could you hit or not really? No. Uh, not in good. high school, yeah, but college, not just pitch. college. Yeah, people get uh, into that. It's crazy. Yeah, I saw 90 miles an hour for the first time, and I was like, nope, uh, can't do that. I would argue hitting a major league pitch 
is probably the hardest thing to do in sports, in my opinion. 100%. Is that? Do you think that's off? 100%. I think that's about right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when all guys professional talk, sports. Yeah. Like when anyone is like, "Oh, if I had a hundred at bats, I'd get a hit." No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. Just, you yeah. might not run into one in a thousand at bats. Like it's it's a different animal. The ball moves quicker than your eyes can physically track it. Like it's insane. Well, especially when you get those uh, big lanky people, right? Like uh, the Randy Johnsons of the world where the they were doing the mathematics and like their release is so much closer to the plate than the yeah. kind of shorter pitchers. So it's even more exacerbated, especially if they're throwing heat because you, you yeah. can't really, um, they were talking about like the reaction time versus the time that it actually gets there. And there's just, uh, I, I think that that's definitely the hardest thing I would possibly put returning a pro serve in tennis is is probably maybe on par with that because you're getting a buck 40 a buck 50 but you can yeah. still quasi like get a little lucky with just getting it yeah back that racket's there. kind of big that's fair that's fair yeah. but uh yeah i'm not it's saying just... it'd be easy but i think oh, i'd are. be better at that than hitting a big leaguer. yeah let me see so 10 yards or let's see five yards rushing in the nfl Returning to Oof. pro serve in tennis or hitting a major league fastball. I still got to go major league fastball, right? Is the hardest, yeah. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, when you kind of developed your skill set, because I would argue you're in that kind of elite strata of marketers, Thank was you. there education, books, anything that really started to lay the foundation that really comes top of mind that you could give kind of up and coming marketers some advice on what to start to internalize to help build out their foundation to acquire kind of your level of expertise? Yeah, I got lucky. I followed Gary V on Instagram yep. in like yep. 2015 when he was like putting out dope marketing yep. specific content. Yep. Um, and like that was huge. I read his his book Crush It in college, yep. which inspired me to start building a brand personally. Uh, inspired me to follow a bunch of people on the industry. Uh, so my first follows were David Herman, uh, yeah, Connor great. from Ridge, Charlie T, another killer, yeah. um, powerful, a check. bunch of guys that were putting out like real tactical advice about how to run this, and uh, and that and that was like it for me. Um, like that got me enough to get jobs and get clients and uh start to build up my own experience with all of it and uh and now that's what i try to do on on twitter is be that resource that i needed when i was 24 and ran into a cmo job and had no clue what i was doing um really would love to you know just keep providing content uh that's going to help the next generation dude you're it's so much free game definitely go what, what's your handle it's just nate, nate Legos, Legos. Right? yep yeah the original so much free grain uh free grain <laughs> Freudian slip so much free game there and um it's so well said I, it's just so uh, anyways go follow him i don't i don't need to pump you up anymore go follow him on the twitters um in terms of kind of because i had the same evolution and where at the beginning i was doing a lot of spec work where it was just like either working for free or working for um you know pretty under market but i really encourage people to do that because i think there's yep. a certain aspect of when you're inundated with solutions, but you don't have the problem, those solutions don't stick. But when you encounter the problem and have to go find a solution, then it starts to um, get kind of put in your arsenal. And I think there's a lot of people that live in theory land, which mm. isn't necessarily the worst thing in the world, but um, 
you don't want to stay there. Like you want theory land to then inform the real world to start to see action. Like I'm a big proponent of uh, action breeds information and y you're very rarely going to be right all the time. And so it's great to just try it, test it, um, launch it in a way that is low risk. Um, and that's why I like doing that spec work for either friends and family or um, low level clients in the not not low level clients like the business sucks, but low level in the sense of commitment. I think that's just such a, a great way to learn, because the other thing that I really encourage people to do is um, at the beginning, if you can get into some sort of agency work. I think that I, I'm not a huge agency. I used to run my own agency. Agency life is really stressful, but man, you get to, it's a, it's a, you know, PhD very quickly, especially if you can get to get involved with a, a, a great agency because you just get to see the gamut of things. And the other thing that, and I think it's just your natural disposition, but being able to be client facing as well is huge. Like mm -hmm. if you're super nerdy and stuff, there's nothing wrong with that, but the real crossing the chasm in terms of revenue generation is when either you yourself or the agency can put you in front of clients that starts to get into some really interesting places really quickly when you can meld the the technical proficiencies with the client management i think that gets into some some really interesting places yeah and and like kind of that like starting to communicate more with ceos and founders and owners i think was big for my career to understand what really matters mm -hmm. um because i like I do think some agencies and I'm not talking shit about anyone specifically, but like they're yeah. very focused on their metrics, but their metrics aren't always business metrics. So well their ROAS click through rate, whatever, like I know businesses that whose ROAS and click through rate are way better than us at OG, but they don't make as much money as we do. So yep. I don't care. So yeah, kind of being able to see both the, the technical marketing side of it, but also how that affects larger business performance uh really forces you to focus on on what matters Dude, that's so well put and such a really interesting uh point because i think that's where a lot of marketing is gonna end up now even if it's with the agency is being able to partner at an intimate level to be able to understand margins profit um I'm a big gross profit guy because if you get in a net profit, you don't really control the OPEX at a, at a company, especially from the agency side. Um, and so you don't really want to be connected to net profit that much because that's more business decisions operations. But being able to pump up that gross profit is such a such a better way to live than um, just looking at top line revenue. Not that top line revenue is bad, but you don't want to sell these low margin products where you see all this incredible revenue, but nothing makes it down the P&L. Yeah. Um, now, that's so well put. Um, what are you excited about in the marketing industry right now? Like what gets you all hot and bothered? What do you, are there any trends <laughs> or channels or things that you're seeing where you're like, man, this is, this is super interesting. Yeah. So since, uh, since the end of Q2 this year, CRO has been our marketing department's number one priority. Interesting. Um, Say more. And it's some, and it, it, let me state it wasn't before. Cause I'm not a CRO guy. I'm not yep. a CRO expert. I know very little about it. Um, I uh, am great at acquisition advertising. So that's what yep. I had focused on, you know, really my first year, year and a quarter here. Because um, there was a lot of work to be done on that side of things. Mm -hmm. We got to the end of Q1 of this year and uh, we grew and we grew profitably and we were pumped. And then I looked at site traffic was up 80% year over year. Yep. And revenue is only up like 30%. And I was like, yeah. hmm, that's weird. And then we got to the end of Q2 and kind of painted the same 
picture and we realized our con- conversion rate was down about 45 to 50% year over year. Wow. And okay. the traffic sources were the same, still advertising on Facebook, Google, and YouTube. Yep. Um, I was like, so I don't think it's all fake traffic coming in. Like, that's super interesting. So uh, all summer and through this fall, we've been super focused on developing uh, kind of a, a extending our creative testing process from our Facebook ads into our yeah. site. Um, Beautiful. And we have had a lot of wins unlock, honestly, in the last 30 days uh, of just tweaking headlines, copy and photos on our site, producing 20% lifts in conversion rate on different. That's not nothing. Yeah. So it, uh, it's helped a lot, especially as we're kind of moving into the the gifting time of the year where we're expected to do almost half the revenue for the year, you know, from November 1st to December 20th. Yeah. but yeah, CRO has been huge for us. We use a tool called IntelliGems yep. um, for split That's, testing. That's uh, Drew currently. Marconi, right? Yep. Drew and yeah, great yep. humans, great people over there. I love they, Drew. They're awesome. His team yeah. is awesome. Hannah's our rep. She's fantastic. I'm not yeah. affiliated, invested. I don't get paid for this. Yeah. Uh, Drew, if you want to float me a check, you can. But <laughs> exactly. um, it's been such throw, a great tool some, for, for us. Yeah, it, it's been it's been awesome, and I think CRO is going to remain kind of at the top of our uh, priority list for next year. Dude, I love that. That's fantastic. Um, you ready to get a little nerdy? Let's, yeah, let's jump it. into some uh, OG awesomeness. Um, I guess at the start, take me through Black Friday, Cyber Monday. When did you start the promos? How did they do? What did you take away from it? Yeah, so I'm one of those hack marketers. We started on November 1st. Let's um, go. I put out a long thread explaining why. It's really um, good. But we've done, uh, we've done it a few years now. And yep. the story the data paints is really clear. Uh, customers that buy from OG from November 1st through Thanksgiving have a 30% higher LTV than customers that buy Black Friday weekend. Gorgeous. So I think it'd be pretty dumb of me not to acquire as many customers as I can before then. Um, so we launched the, the, the sale. Ours was up to 30% off. Most mm-hmm. of the stuff on our store is like 20 to 25% off. Yep. We try to be pretty close to that. I think there's nothing more annoying than seeing ads that are like up to 80% off and everything's 10% off. It's yeah. annoying. So the, the like shaker bottles, like 50% <laughs> off. You're like, yeah. you guys, come on. Yeah. So we, uh, we stayed pretty true to it. Um, November from the first through Thanksgiving was pretty flat compared to last year. Yep. Um, the big asterisk there is we launched with Buffalo Trace Bourbon last November 4th, yep. um, which was uh, still is like one of our biggest launches of all time. It absolutely crushed. So looking at the numbers for this year, it was a little hard to compete. Hard with. We launched a new product and sold a hundred grand of it on like $2,000 in ad spend. Yeah, like that's hard to replicate without another big drop. Yep. Um, so kind of flat year over over year, um, and then Black Friday, Cyber Monday weekend crushed. Um, even though the sale had been live for twenty days, um, a lot of customers still waited, um, and we we crushed the, all the the goals we had for BFCM. So now year over year for the month, we're up like twenty percent. That's that's sensational. In terms of uh, magnitude, Black Friday bigger than Cyber Monday? Yep. Black Friday yeah. uh, was a big day. Cyber Monday was about 80% of it. Um, Cyber, yeah. yeah which, that's about what I see usually for proper oh, businesses. Interesting. I, that was high for me. 
Um, yeah. I think we were planning on like 65% of it. Yeah. Um, we did save uh, a little bundle offer for Monday. So I had a little yeah. something yep. new to throw out there. Um, but yeah, really good weekend beat every day from last year, beat our targets for this year. Uh, I'm very proud to say our forecast to actual, we beat it by one tenth of a percent. Uh, Damn, that's so we're getting pretty great. good at forecasting too. <laughs> so that was exciting to see. Man, predictability in a business is really, that's, that's pretty interesting, dude. That's some really high level stuff. Um, man, I love to see it. So tell me about the gifting vertical, because that is the one thing that is interesting because you have such an incredible high quality product. And to be fair, you're, you're starting to now have a, a nice spectrum of SKUs where you probably can get people to buy multiple watches, but I'm guessing on the whole, people don't buy more than one or two personally, right? Correct. Yeah. yeah so, so we tell uh, me about your gifting strategy because that's a the the unboxing, oh, like the the product's cool, incredible, right? but like the, the experience is just it's it's proper premium, dude. Like yeah. it's it, it feels awesome. Yeah, yeah. The 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 guys, the owners, the team have done such a great job designing the products and packaging, and uh, the concepts of our products are phenomenal. So definitely makes it uh, a little bit easier to sell them, but. Um, Fuck, what did you just ask me? What do you think? How are you approaching your gifting strategy? Got it. Um, yeah, so a lot of people are surprised to find out that even though we only sell men's watches, more than half of our customers are women. Um, so it's really important for us to nail uh, time. That's, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah, and it's most commonly a wife buying for her husband. Um, so we see big spikes for uh, Father's Day and Christmas. Um, but yeah, it, it changes our messaging from the yep. top to the bottom of our funnel for sure. Um, like all the CRO wins we've had in the last month has all been testing gifting messaging. We're going to have to retest and rewrite all those copy and headlines again right. in January because uh, we see much more kind of like self-consumption buying in quarters one and three uh, yep. than we do in quarters two and four when there's a big holiday. Um, so yeah, nailing gift giving is like absolutely crucial for us. It, it makes the whole year. Are you triangulating this through like post-purchase surveys, through like uh, Facebook gender breakouts? Like, How are you understanding how people are gifting? Like, What data are you backing into? Uh, all the above, uh, okay. post-purchase surveys, Facebook, and then uh, we've got a, a tool called Good Segments too okay. um, that gives us a demographic breakdown of all of our customers. Dude, I love that. One of the cool things that... Um, you do is you do some pretty great work on on youtube and then you also have some some of the creatives you've been cranking out have been insane so take me through kind of how you think of youtube as an acquisition channel and then what does the creative process look like because i don't know if i've just been head in the sand but i feel like the last six months or so some of the stuff you're cranking it's out is, is, it's top floor right okay that that's just yeah. not that wasn't me being ignorant yeah, no, that's, that's, it, that's a yeah. legitimate thing okay yeah so take me through youtube acquisition strategy how you think of that how you measure it and then let's jump into your creative process word yeah so uh we sponsor youtube influencers um and we track it very meticulously it yep. is our most profitable uh acquisition channel by ROAS by percentage um yep. by far um we're at november 30th today uh our youtube influencers for the quarter are performing on average at a 6x um 
Now, obviously, we can't push as much scale there as we're pushing yep. on Facebook, but uh, it's bringing in six figures of very, very profitable revenue. Um, so what we do is we find creators that are creating content uh, kind of that aligns with each of the niches that our products do. Um, yep. So our best-selling collections are made from whiskey barrel wood, guitar yep. tone wood, military ammo crates. Uh, so we sponsor guys that uh, do gun reviews, and we sponsor yep. guys that will open a bottle of whiskey and talk about the tasting notes and uh you know discuss the history of the distillery that it was made at uh, we reach out to all these creators and we agree on a flat fee to sponsor you know one to three of their videos for the quarter yep. um, send them a bunch of product and send them kind of high level talking points i don't like to send them a, a script i think uh listeners have become real attuned to when the ad starts um, and they tune out or they fast forward through it. I'm so, obsessed. Yeah. So I <laughs> trust that these people have built an engaged audience because their audience clearly likes what they have to say. So I give them as much freedom uh, as I can, other than you got to say, go to originalgrain.com and use our code to sure, get, you know, sure. 10% off. So, um, yeah. And then we, uh, we measure the results uh, by code usage, um, yep. which is a very like narrow worst case scenario way of yep. measuring it. That's how I like to make sure this program stays very profitable for us. Um, and then we track revenue per thousand views on there. So kind of yep. opposite of a CPM RPM yep. that uh, gives me a really good indicator of what I can spend on future influencer deals with creators within the, the same niche. Man, that's brilliant. In terms of ad reads, is this beginning, end, middle? Uh, always first half of the Perfect. video. Um, okay. I prefer as early as, as possible, but we've had videos that are a half hour long that the ad comes in at minute nine mm -hmm. um, and, and crushes still. And still goes well. Okay, that's amazing. Um, yeah, YouTube influencers in the way that you've been doing it has been the most, to your point, like, there's a certain aspect of a ceiling on it, but in terms of like, man, getting that money out there. Cause the other thing is just the awareness play. And again, like B2B SaaS, there's actually like brand awareness is an actual thing. Cause I came from direct response, mm -hmm. um, but just the ancillary awareness. Cause obviously you need to track that DR stuff, but the ancillary awareness as well awesome. as I think it's, yeah, it's fantastic. It's such a, you, you've nailed the YouTube strategy better than anybody that I've seen. Um, it's uh, well, I guess you got Isaac, but he's doing not pay. He's Isaac and Tyler yeah, are doing, they're doing um, their organic stuff. stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's not necessarily sponsoring things, but yeah, it's, uh, I it, love the way you think of it. it. It's crazy to me to know that our, our YouTube advertising budget never makes up more than 10% of our advertising budget. But it's still the thing that everyone I meet says, oh, I saw you guys on That's Chris D'Elia's podcast. Yes. Oh, I saw you guys on the Whiskey Tribe YouTube channel. Yes. And I'm like, it makes up such a tiny percent of our ad spend. Um, but at my last brand I'd done deals with John Boy and Barstool. And right. like, That's where everyone heard of us. And I was yep. like, I spent $6 million on Facebook ads last year. You guys didn't hear about me from that. You guys heard about the, the 10K deal I did with that youtuber yep. um so yeah that awareness is super real um yep. we just like to kind of look at the direct response of it to make sure it's bringing in money now man i love that okay tell me how you you leveled up the creative because to be fair the old creative wasn't horrible but i just it, no it wasn't this new stuff is just uh it's a, it's another world it's a different realm so tell me kind of what that transition looked like uh if there was different resources involved briefs like how, how did you think of it because some would you do a toyota one that was just insane some of the buffalo trace stuff was really hot like 
some of the stuff was just was exquisite. Yeah, thank you, man. Our uh, our creative team's done an amazing job with it. Um, can you still hear me? Yeah, you sound great. Okay, great. Um, you're getting a little bit blurry on my end, but oh, okay, it should be okay. If we're good, we're good. Cool. Okay. Um, the creative team's done such uh, an amazing job, and yeah, has significantly leveled up in the last twelve and six months for sure. We actually just looked at a shoot we did like eighteen months ago. Yeah, and we were like, "Wow, we can't believe we put that out!" Like, yeah, we were yeah. Like, it, it's at such a different level today. It really is. Um, so that's kind of started with we had our uh, our former creative director had left a few years even before I got here to start his own yeah. creative agency, and we still relied on him uh, for a lot of our creative, and um, he continues to hone his craft and hire t- talented people so um he's been awesome for us and then uh and then we had hired a a creator full-time about a year ago um who's a little bit less experienced um but he's really hungry and like really willing to learn um and one thing that we've done this year that's been a huge unlock for him is have him go to shoots with kind of other more seasoned creators mm-hmm. um and just be a sponge and and absorb you know the different tactics and lighting techniques they're using and man he's grown so much and gotten so good at what we're asking him to produce for us um and it has been more than worth it from when you using that content from our ads to our emails to our our site um at the end of the day like we are a fashion piece no one wants to wear a watch that's ugly so the better that we can show off the details of of how our products look um the better performance has been and um, I like to say, like, I know how cool our watches look in, in person. We need to get how they look online to be as close to that yeah. experience as as possible. So we're going to uh, continue to invest in him and in, in, in invest in creative for sure. Yeah, no, I mean, I think it's uh, to your point to the uh, I think maybe that's where is popping out for me as much to where you're getting almost closer to that luxury watch feel especially with like the details and the photos and just the lighting and like, nah, man, you guys, you guys absolutely nailed that. Um, speaking of in real life, do you guys have, you're not in retail yet, correct? No, we were, we had a pretty sizable retail presence, uh, presence pre COVID. Uh, oh, like, okay. I didn't know like that. Like yeah. Elk and Macy's and everything. Really? Um, yeah. And it never went great. Okay. Um, like we were in there, we did all right, but it was never fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think our watches are so unique from like, what the average person is looking for out of yep. a watch. That's I think a fair it takes point. some education. Uh, I think it takes the right person looking at it. I like to say the guys that we're selling watches to are not going to Belk and looking at the jewelry counter for a watch. They're at That's the dive really bar way to put it. drinking a bourbon while their wife is shopping. Um, a- so uh, yeah, we've, uh, we found success uh, online for now and, uh, and don't have really too many plans on going into retail unless it's like a real niche pop-up like maybe a collab with the right brand um but for now we're we're happy staying online i love it one more uh random question how do you like to structure your facebook campaigns are you a cost controls guy do you like asc um lowest cost broad like where do you land and uh, let me caveat this too where uh I kind of shit. No, I don't shit. I just kind of tease a little bit about cost controls. But I think the best philosophy that people can have is do what the ad account likes. Like at the end of the day, you're there to make money for your client or your business. And you don't need to get caught up in dogmas. But I just like 
always to hear perspectives of how killers are structuring and running their accounts. Yeah, the the arguments online about it are kind of nuts. Because uh, it, it, it's like, almost parody at this point. Or you just like, yeah, well, and like, he, he, here's my thing on it. I don't think anyone online is lying about me what they're seeing. So it's like, listen, all these people are pushing what they do because it's brought them some level of success. So I like to tell anyone who's like, who should I follow on Twitter? I'm like, follow everyone on Twitter. Yeah, but make sure you have a process and a system to filter out what might work for your brand. Try it, test it, and then double down on what works. So I'll say that. that. With that said, my spiel is uh, we run broad targeted, yep. uh, highest volume campaigns. Yep. Uh, we separate them by collection. Um, so like I mentioned, our product line is like fairly diverse. It's a different yep. customer persona um, buying the whiskey barrel watch versus the ocean plastic one. Yep. Um, so we separate by collection. We also have campaigns separated uh, for that gifting audience as well. Yep. Uh, one ad set in each. Uh, we load up new creative uh, once a week. We only make changes to our Facebook account on Tuesday. Love That's that. turning off old creative, launching new creative, and tweaking budgets. We do that once a week. Um, and then how we've been measuring success this year, it's been really eye-opening. Um, we look at Facebook. We look at Triple Whale. Um, but we also have a spreadsheet where I track what we call real ROAS. Mm-hmm. Um, so I look at, I spent a hundred grand advertising the whiskey barrel collection. We made 400 grand from that collection. That's a good week. That's a four real return on ad spend. Um, I love that. Given that's like where 90% of our advertising is, is going, I'm more than willing to attribute most of that to Facebook. Yep. Um, the only time we'll take out some revenues, like if we have a big drop, um, right. or obviously email and, and text is involved. Um, but looking at that number uh, has made our decision-making a lot more stable. And with our inputs being more stable, our outcomes have become a lot more stable and predictable. Yeah. I mean, obviously you said 0.1% into the projections. That's insane. Um, last question. Are you guys ever interested or going to do over the air or linear TV? Does that ever make sense for you guys? Or not really? I don't know. I, I evaluated it at the end of last year. Okay. I was planning on looking at it again this year. To be honest, I think we're so far away from like the ceiling of Facebook ads. Yeah. Like I think we can 10 X our spend before like I think we need that kind of like national broad awareness. Um, so I'll take a look at it. You know, if a price is good around a certain event, like maybe, yeah, but try um, I don't think it's going to be a big part of our strategy for a while. Yeah, no, that's really well said. I, I'm also of the belief that you or not belief, but the thesis of um, you can get to some pretty high revenue targets with, you know, two channels or three yeah. channels, whether it be Facebook, Google, um, YouTube or some sort of thing where, cause the other thing that you get into is it can become a distraction and take away from the things that are printing you money. Um, so I think that's just a really, yeah. really amazing way to look at it. Yeah. We went through that with TikTok last year. Yeah. Oh, we it can be, we spent a hundred grand in six months trying to make it work and it didn't. Yeah. Uh, and then finally doubled down on Facebook and making creative for it and new offers and LPs and, uh, found much more success there than we ever would on a new channel um and yeah i I subscribe to uh i think sean frank from ridge says it all the time he's like if you can't get to 100 million a year on facebook and google it's not because of your advertising like it's it's a product thing it's a brand thing whatever um so that's what we're going to stay focused on no that's brilliant no i love sean he's he's such a troll but god he's so damn smart 
He's I love that the guy. goat, though. He is the goat. Yeah. He's in Austin. Sean, let's hang out. You fuck. Um, you ready for the firm at five? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Oh, see, I see you have the LD. How, how much did you love that? The I, billionaire? Oh, oh so good. Dude, so good. I'm, like, I love their response to it. I'm yeah. still mind blown at like who at Arnold Palmer's estate thought it was a good idea to try to drop a lawsuit on like, guys, come on. Come on, you guys got all this money. What are you doing? Like, uh, dude, I totally. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I'm uh, I'm happy with the the change to dead billionaire. I like it. So good. Liquid death. They don't miss. Um, okay. First question: If you had a superpower for a day, what would it be, and how would you use it to make the world a better place? Easy Ooh. softball. Um, you know when Jesus uh was pulling out like endless loaves of bread and fish and fed everyone, I'd I'd choose that for a day. It's kind of gangster. That was a that was a quick G G response. Yeah, I love that. That was a good one. What's the most hilarious or memorable bucket list item you've ever checked off? Hmm. Um. Give me a sec. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I've got it. Oh. Uh, you're fast I've got it uh, it might get me cancelled there's video out there of me doing stand up comedy and a rap battle in college um, for the That's record amazing. I won I won the rap battle got 50 bucks let's um, go said some things I wouldn't say today I'm sorry I'm for sure, that yeah, but, it's know, different times different era 2015 yeah but yeah it's pretty strong though yeah that's stand fun. up and rap battle I love that yeah. um, if you could create a new holiday what would it celebrate and how would people commemorate it? Mm. I'd love a holiday around uh, just doing nothing. Um, I don't hate it. Like, I don't I, hate I, it. So many of our holidays are associated like with like seeing family or traveling or fireworks or swimming or whatever. And I'm just like, can we just get a day to, to sit on the couch and watch TV? I, I, I would love that for like a week. It would be nice. The Lagos layover. I'm in. Yeah. I'm Ooh, in. I like that. Uh, I'm surprised you didn't pick a, a jorts based holiday, but maybe we could put it in where you fold in where you wear jorts. Well, I the... celebrate that one every day. So that's fair. There you go. That's a perpetual holiday. Yeah. I love it. Um, if you could swap lives with someone for a week, living their experiences and seeing their world, who would it be and why? Uh, my dog. 100% my dog. <laughs> Dude, my dog lives These are the supposed to be life. hard questions. You're killing me. You're just slaying this. Dude, oh, my, my God. Dude, my, my dog gets tucked in every time she lays down in our house. She gets fed snacks and treats all day. She hikes every day. My dog lives the dream, dude. Oh, I love that. What's, what's your dog's name? Haley. Haley is a beautiful name. Shout yeah. out, Haley. Um, man, you're slaying this. Okay, last question. This is the easiest one of them all. Uh, best MLB pitcher ever. Um, gotta be Mariano Rivera. Yeah. Uh, it's a closer for the Yankees. Yeah, uh, and threw one pitch for twenty years. Yeah, threw a cutter forever, and everyone knew that that was the pitch that they were getting thrown, and they couldn't hit it. Um, they still can do it. So yeah, the goat. Yeah, and he won a bunch of cha- championships. The Yanks too. Uh, right? Yeah, I, I think yeah. he's got five. Five. Yeah, That's yeah. Insane. It's what an what an incredible sport. What an interesting sport, Nate. I knew you were going to blow my mind, and you absolutely delivered. Uh, how can people get more involved with Original Grain? Where do they buy a watch? Where can the wife's, girlfriend's, partners gift the watch to people? Um, this time's yours, my friend. 
Yeah, uh, originalgrain.com. If you use code LEGOS, you might get a little extra deal. Let's go. Um, I don't get commission on it, but I, I created a code for, for friends and family. So check Let's it out. Let's go. Um, and then, yeah, follow me on Twitter at Nate Legos. Uh, potential podcast coming out next year Ooh. with a killer co host. Um, keep me posted. So very excited about that. But yeah, other than that, Twitter, LinkedIn, hit me up. Yeah, your videos have been really great. I really enjoy those. Uh, what's your Twitter handle? Nate Legos. N-A-T-E-L-A-G-O-S. Easy peasy. And then are you still doing any side consulting stuff or you're booked up right now? Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Okay. Hit me well, up. Hang on. Well, yeah, hit, hit them up. Well, you guys can explore we'll it. People, you never know what the future holds. You never know what the future yeah. holds. Uh, Nate, you're the best, man. I really, you're just, just such a fucking killer. And I, I just love chatting things with you. And I, I think the way that you see marketing business um, is just, just absolutely top floor. So thanks so much for taking the time out to come jam with me, man. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me, man. Appreciate it. Of course, anytime. All right, folks, that's all we got for you. Uh, this podcast was brought to you by the company I work for, FirmatCommerce.com. You can go to FirmatCommerce.com to look and see all the awesomeness we do. We help you make optimizations to your customer journey. Um, so the customer journey is comprised of three things, offer, landing page, and creative. So we don't necessarily help out with the creative part as much. Uh, you bring that to us, but we help you craft offers and uh, landing pages, advertorials, quizzes, whatever you need. We can help you make the money printer go burr. So go book a demo today, firm at commerce.com. And yeah, we have for a the record, I had my demo this morning. Oh, you did? Very interesting. I think Look it could play a big uh, part of our CRO strategy for Very next aligned year. with your CRO strategy, I yeah. think. Uh, could be really interesting. Um, see, go follow, go follow the man, and the myth, the legend. That's not a paid endorsement. So there you that, go. Yeah. There you go. We're, we're just people helping people. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Geometry of Growth, go check out our newsletter. We send it out every Friday. It has a bunch of awesomeness in it. You can just go to firmatcommerce.com to subscribe right there. Go follow Nate. If you're watching this, go buy a beautiful watch. I'm holding my beautiful original grain up. Um, they're, they're really stunning, actually. And the unboxing experience is incredible. So they make great gifts. So go buy all the original grains. And then Nate, again, dude, thank you so much. I really appreciate you. Go follow Nate. Um, go hit him up. For some consulting if that is your thing he is absolutely top floor operator thanks so much brother i appreciate you thank you man appreciate it all right folks that's it we'll see you next week bye-bye